Are you one of the many couples who began your relationship in what we call the high octane or honeymoon stage, but now life has you wondering, where did all that love and connection go? Hey, if this sounds like part of your current story, welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We want to help you experience God's best in marriage, a relationship that is stronger, deeper, and more exciting than ever before. So meet my wife and co-host, Stuart Anderson. And he's my husband and co-host, Dr. David Anderson. It's time for you to become the heroes of your marriage story. So let's get started. everybody. Welcome to the Red Truck Marriage Podcast. We're so glad you chose to listen to this episode today. We really are. You know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've produced an episode and we've had Father's Day that uh, just rolled around and that was a wonderful day uh, for me, certainly, and the rest of the family. And And we also just uh, recently had my sister, uh, Cindy, who has visited us. And she is my sister who, uh, not too long ago, just a few months ago, lost her husband uh, to um, an incredible disease that put him in a wheelchair. So there's been a lot of loss, and it's been such a privilege to have Cindy come visit us and... um, just be a part of kind of our lives down here in Georgia. Yeah, and that just um, plays right into another big life story that we've been involved in. Cindy came down here with a special purpose, um, and we want to encourage you to go and read about this story. And one place you can start is with a GoFundMe page for a very special person, Q Crane. So if you Google GoFundMe, Q, as in Q-U-E, Crane, C-R-A-N-E, you can find his story. It's um, administered by a few special ladies, and it's the title of it is um, he, All Heroes Don't Wear Capes. And we hope that you'll go and read his story, and you will see about the special yeah. um, event that happened with um, David's sis- sister, Cindy, my sister-in-law, and our special friend, Q Crane. It's been a tremendous couple of weeks. It really has been. And uh, actually, you can even go to my uh, Facebook page, Dr. David Anderson, Impacting People. I just posted uh, a video that Q made. Q uh, is a remarkable young man. Uh, he was a former player of mine when I coached high school football. And now he is just a special, special friend to us. But he has a special story uh, himself, and uh, gosh, we would love for you to take a peek at what's going on uh, in his precious life. Yes. So, uh, yeah, a lot has been going on, and so we're getting around to doing a podcast that uh, is really special to Stuart and me, because uh, it has to do with words, the power of words. Mm-hmm. Um Golly, I I really believe this could be one of the most important episodes that we produce because I think this applies to every one of us, all of the listeners out there. Um, you, you know, folks, we don't take it for granted that you allow us to be a small part of your story. 
uh, it truly is a privilege to have an opportunity to talk about important things such as marriage and and God and how God plays a part and is such a big fan of marriage. So here yes. we are. Yeah. Yes, and we, we want to encourage you with this episode today. You know, Dave and I are recording this in the last week of June 2020, and all of us around the world have been witness to the continued protest and the continued riots. And we've seen a lot of breakdowns in communication and relationships and and miscommunication and anger. And if your hearts hurt like ours, you want to be a part of the change. We know that. And so we hope that this episode today encourages you in ways to do that. We believe, Dave and I believe that um, change starts within your family, your house, within yourself. And so Um, That's what we want to speak about today. We want to talk about the power of the spoken word in relationships. We really do believe that the words we intentionally speak and how we, um, what tone we use and, and the words that we choose to our spouses, it either builds intimacy or it takes intimacy away. You know, Proverbs 18, 21 in the message translation puts it this way, words kill or words give life. They're either poison or fruit, and you choose. And as you listen today, I want you to think about it this way. We're talking about from the time that you wake up and you mm. go get that first part, uh, cup of coffee, and whether you bring one to your spouse or not, we want you to think about being intentional about the words that you use throughout the day. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to say something else that uh, Stuart brought up about, you know, the things that are going on in our world, uh, in our country right now. Um, you know, folks, I, I really believe this, that, you know, we're all human beings out there trying to get it right. And there is a lot of hurt and a lot of a mixed bag of feelings among um, God's people. And, you know, we believe that when we certainly see the TV and, and watch the protests and the hurting people out there and those that are being hurt, um, we know that that's kind of our human condition that we live in. But there's a, there's a place for what's going on out there, particularly those that uh, are hurting and those that also want to help heal the hurt. So my goodness, maybe you can take some of this content tonight uh, that you're hearing and put it into action in your own family. I love what Stuart just said, that if we're going to be a part of the healing, perhaps it starts in our family, like in our marriages. And then if you have children modeling to your children what it means to give life uh, with your words versus kill with your words. And that's really what this podcast is going to be about today. Yes. So as you listen today, we hope that you'll be encouraged to take action. And, you know, we at the end, we'll always have a call to action. But we want you to think as you listen about the small ways and the big ways that you can take action. And let me just give an example. On my phone every day, I've put a reminder of just three words, and it's intentional mindful and aware. And it pops up every day just so that I have that in the front of my mind so that whatever I'm doing, I'm going to be intentional about that. 
Mm. You know, I, I love that. And I'd love having reminders like that. And I'm sure those listening, you know, you have your ways of reminding you to do those intentional things that you know are important and truly matter in your marriage and in your family. You know, there's a great truth, I think, to what Stuart just said, that in the Proverbs 18.21 verse, I I love that message translation. Uh, Words kill, words give life. They're either poison or they're fruit. You choose. And I even love the last part of that. You choose. Like, we really do have the power to choose whether or not we're going to be intentional to breathe life into other people using words. So, you know, I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in the lives of others, uh, the power of words. So one of our first questions um, is this, like, how do words impact life or people's life for good, like early on? You know, if you could think about stories in your life when you were a child or maybe a teenager or a young adult, uh, one story that comes to my mind, I'll never forget this, a dear friend of mine uh, who was uh, worked at the college where um, I was going to school for my undergraduate degree, and we were playing golf one day, and his name was Mark Warner. And uh, he says to me, we're like, I'll never forget this, we're walking up on the the third tee green. And Mark says, you know what, David? I really think that you would be great at the career of being a counselor. And I I can remember what, I, I guess I was 18, maybe 20 years old, 21. And I'll never forget his words, the impact that his encouragement had on me. And I I remember saying, well, Mark, what makes you say that? What makes you think, you know, I'd be a good good counselor for people? And he went on to say these encouraging words about, David, I just think that, you know, you naturally, you're a good listener. You have empathy. And folks, those words just breathe life into me. And Look, I don't know how many years later, you know, here I am as a, a counselor working with people. Um, but I owe a lot of that to Mark Warner for being intentional about using words to encourage me. Hmm. That's a great story. That's yeah. a great story. And, you know, I, I, when I was preparing for this, Stuart, I was thinking about other stories in my life and that where words, the words of people had such an impact. I, I think about my dad, you know, most of you that listen, you know that my father passed. I think I told that story uh, a few episodes ago, but I'll never forget being in the hospital with my dad and my four sisters were all around his bed. And I don't know, it's just like a few days before he passed away. I can remember him taking my hand and looking at me in the eyes. And he said, son, I love you so much it hurts. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, you know, for those of you that are listening, you may say, golly, I don't have that experience with a dad or a mom. 
Listen, I get that. I had that experience with my father, but my dad wasn't perfect. You know, there were other times uh, perhaps where he said things that he wished he hadn't have said to me that hurt me. But, you know, I, I can say that about my own self as a father because we're a mixed bag of people, uh, of emotions, and sometimes we get it wrong. So right now I'm just talking about how certain people in my life uh, took opportunity to intentionally breathe life in, into me. And words are that powerful. They give life to us. You know, I was also thinking of these stories you asked me earlier to think of it, the early time in my life and, and words that encouraged me. And I told you that I, I struggled because I didn't actually remember words, but I remembered the actions of people. And and I'll just talk about my father. The fact that my father and I laughed so much, mm-hmm. that was encouraging. That was encouraging to our relationship and um, we just had fun, and there was rarely any criticism. Um, I remember that. My dad loved to laugh, and that's one of my favorite memories, and that just, um, he encouraged me that mm-hmm. way. Now, was that, do you think, natural for Jack? <laughs> or uh, do you think there were times he was intentional about that? Or, you know, how did you experience him that way? He did He did love to laugh um, with others, of course, and I I don't know if it could be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, in my mind, you know, as the young daughter, I just see it as our private time and our times where we just enjoyed each other. And there was a lot of laughter. Those are my memories. You know, what a great point. Uh, and I would say that to those of you that are listening, you know, how much humor and laughter mm-hmm. are we bringing to our families, uh, particularly during times when... Golly, there's seems like so much hurt that's going on, and what we would call negativity, um, and also positive things happening. But you know, how much, how often are we coming into our families like at the end of the day and saying, "I want to bring humor to the family. I'm going to make my kid laugh tonight," you know, in such a way that would lift his spirit. Oh, that's a great way to be intentional. To be very intentional about changing the relationship you have. No Uh question. You know, I often talk about this uh, when I speak to audiences. I I love this word courage. Um, You know, the French word for courage is cur. And the meaning of cur is heart. And I've, I've always loved when I learned that. I've, I've always loved the word courage because really courage means heart. So if you think about it, to encourage would mean to give heart. Mm. So when I think about encouragement using words, that it would be for the purpose of giving others heart giving them courage. And I'm talking, folks, you know, not just in your family, like maybe your, whatever your supermarket is, where where you shop, Publix, Kroger, whatever it is for you, you know, that that we're even intentional about that with the the person that's checking out our groceries, like where we're intentional about encouraging them uh, with words, asking them how their day is going and 
how their feet may be tired because they've been, you know, standing for eight hours or just acknowledging people and their humanity and their feelings. Um, so this isn't just for marriage, but perhaps we all need to be on this mission of giving life to people with the words that we choose to use um, toward them and to them. Absolutely. Um, and that makes me think when you were talking about giving heart that, you know, I just um, finished a year of teaching and in my arena, as I call it, in a kindergarten classroom, we truly had to be intentional about giving heart and choosing our words. And many times in the classroom for the children, there would be an opportunity to um, speak about someone's work. So they read, mm. read a story and then the children would have an opportunity to speak with that. Well, the rule in our class was first you give a compliment. So they had to be listening to be able to give a compliment. And then if they wanted to give helpful advice about how to finish a story, they could. So it's another oh, way. Awesome. Of, yeah, it was another way of being intentional. And, and teaching the concept and, the, and really the skill of being able to give an authentic word of encouragement right. um, before any type of criticism. Right. But then let's take it back to our our relationships with our spouses, because sometimes we just don't, we don't get it right no. all the time. <laughs> Are you saying that I don't always get it right with you, honey? Well, you try really hard, and I try really hard, and we've learned ways to be more intentional. But but you're right. You know, we don't always get the best out of our spouses mm -hmm. either in this way because of our humanity, right? So, you know, that's that's part of the I do, you know, I, I said I do, you said I do, and you know that there are going to be times that you're not going to get my best. Uh, so what, what are some of the factors, do you think, that causes us to maybe not have those words that breathe life into our spouse? Well, I'll tell you what comes to mind, first of all, and I've already mentioned this word, um, intentional, th being intentional throughout the day. And especially with uh, lately, all of us can lead very busy lives. Mm -hmm. And it starts from the moment we get out of bed, we're just on go. Well, if you choose to be on go instead of pausing and think, okay, I'm waking up, let me check in with my spouse or my children and see where they are and let's get the day set, um, have some good words or conversation instead of just speeding through your day, then you're being intentional about de developing that relationship. No question. And I think, you know, when we talk about it's not just the words, but the tone mm -hmm. of our words the use of sarcasm. Oh, yes. We've talked about that before, how sarcasm really has no place in family conversation because it's it's so destructive. And people, um, miss they believe that it's the type of humor, but it's not. It really is destructive um, in any relationship. It is, per particularly when it's public. So, you know, I don't know if that's true for... You listeners out there in your own marriage, if you find yourself sometimes, maybe it's a habit where you use negative humor or sarcasm um, with your spouse. 
and particularly even pub- publicly, like if you're at a dinner party or something, if that's a habit, uh, to learn how to replace that habit with just removing sarcasm in your marriage um, or negative humor, getting a laugh at your spouse's expense. I mean, that's that's a real spirit breaker. Oh, it is. And, for, and if you have children, for them to witness that, um, it starts a cycle that you really don't want to start. Big time. Mm-hmm. It, that's exactly right. You know, the other thing is, uh, I think when we use uh, words intentionally to build up, it's important that our words are authentic. I often say this, you know, Stuart is very perceptive. Um, and she uh, just has this unbelievable ability to discern. And I, I often say this about her: she can smell a skunk. So if <laughs> I, you know, if if I come to her, sit down with her, and and attempt to speak words that aren't exactly authentic, maybe I'm just maybe checking a box. She can pick up on that in a second, and I think most of us can. We know when people attempt to encourage us uh, if uh, those words are authentic, and it's so important that they are, that they come from our heart, and they're, they're, it's well-intentioned, and we mean what we say. Right, and again, it's a, that's the opportunity or, or the time when I want to encourage you to just slow your life down. So that you can be authentic in your conversation and your words and your tone, um, so that you truly are looking in the eyes of your spouse or your child and speaking words from your heart. And you know, sometimes it can be a written word. I, I, uh, Stuart, you don't know I'm going to do this, but this is St- Stuart. Oftentimes, will write a note to me and listen, folks. I, I don't. I'm not sharing this to say, hey, I want you to see how great we are, because we've already said we don't always get it right, right? But um, I want to give you an example. And like, this is a note that I have kept, uh, I've kept uh, around my desk uh, in my home office, because that's where I do most of my creative stuff. And I taped it to my lamp where I would see it. And here, this is a note that she wrote to me. And oftentimes she will do this like in the morning and just put it next to the the coffee pot. You know, and when I go to get my coffee, I, I'll see a note that she wrote. But here's what she said. She says, I pray the Lord will bless all your work today. Mm-hmm. Be patient with yourself. Don't forget to take, quote unquote, creative breaks. And then she says this. No squirrels. She often <laughs> tells me that, you know, I squirrel, which means, you know, I get distracted. You know, I start, in fact, she says here, uh, schedule your email and text time, you know, versus squirreling and opening up my text and say, oh, I need to answer this this email or that text or, you know, stay focused and be creative. That was her encouragement to me. And then she finishes off by saying, I love you, wife. And, you know, so it, how long did that take her to do that? Like That was a good note. <laughs> that was a good note. It was. But you, you've given me many of those. And, you know, maybe a minute to write that. Um, right. They're just so powerful. So we want to encourage you to, to write that written word as well uh, to your spouse. And if you have children, to your children. Because I'm telling you, folks... 
these are words that give life. I, I just need to tell you that day, I know I probably skipped throughout my day, man. It put a it put a skip in my step because I've got I got those encouraging words from this woman that said I do. And and I have not always done that well. So mm-hmm. that is an intentional act that I chose to work on and to do better because I truly wanted to encourage my husband and to to lift him up in the midst of his work or whatever was facing him. So Sure, and we've already said that, you know, we don't always get it right and right. nobody ever gets it completely right. right. Uh, so how can words kill or rob our marriage of intimacy? Uh, listen, most of us have used words with people we love that we wished we could just take back. I remember doing this. Uh, Stuart asked me to come to her class one day and speak to them. And this was several years ago. And I go in there and I played this game with them. And some of you may have seen this game before, but I, I took two pieces of poster board and I brought them in and I called these two kids up, this little girl and this little boy. And I gave them a tube of toothpaste. And all the kids were sitting around like on this carpet, you know, real close to these kids with the poster boards. And I said, look, I'm going to turn on this music. When you hear the music, I want you to draw a picture of your favorite toy with this toothpaste. So the music comes on and these kids were squeezing out this toothpaste and making this, you know, this piece of art. And then I stopped the music and asked them to explain their picture. And then I said this, now when the music comes back on, I want you to put all that toothpaste back into the tube. (laughs) And so the music comes on and these kids, I mean, it was a mess. They're trying to cram this toothpaste into the toothpaste tube and it's all over the place. And Stuart probably thought at that point, I wish I hadn't have asked David (laughs) to come to my classroom. It's a great game. But, but you know, the point was, and I, and I spoke with this, these little folks about this, like there are times that we are going to say things that we wish we could, we did not say, but it's very difficult to take words back. It's hard to put those words back into the toothpaste tube, if you will. And I know you folks have had that that experience before, just like I have. Um, but it's a great lesson to learn that we can't take words back. We can certainly apologize, and hopefully our spouses give us grace. But I guess that's where the point comes when it comes to being intentional. Right. You know, David, many of us, many of us experienced, um, and and we've worked with couples who've had this problem as well. They've come from families where their parents were just extremely critical. Mm. And so we develop habits along those same lines of being, of having critical spirits and critical words. and, And it's hard to overcome that. Big time. And it, and it has broken our spirits. I, I know there are many of us out there that have had that experience. It, it's difficult to erase those tapes that play in our minds of significant people in our lives who have broken our spirit with words. I remember having a woman in my office 
who spoke of her mother being that person in her life uh, growing up, uh, who ongoingly broke her spirit. And you know what, folks? She discovered that she had a difficult time receiving these life words, if you will, from her husband or anyone else for that matter. It, It was difficult for her to now, she had people in her life that did speak truth and life into her and, and encouragement into her. And she had a difficult time hearing it and receiving it. Mm. Uh, and, you know, her work really was realizing that she had l- needed to learn to receive those authentic life-giving words from those people in her life currently. Uh, and it took a lot of work for her to to be able to do that, to receive people's kindness and encouragement. And, you know, it, it makes me think of in 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 19, John says this, we love because he first loved us. And I've often said this to people I work with, and even to myself for that matter, that I'm only able to love other people to the extent that I receive God's love. I'm able to love because he first loved me. So if you turn that into this topic we're talking about today, I'm only able to give encouragement to other people with my words as much as I am able to receive other people's encouragement. Yeah, that makes such great sense that if we struggle with receiving words of kindness or encouragement, then it's going to be even that much harder for us to give words of kindness and encouragement. Uh, you know, we've come to the to the call to action, and we want you to think about what you can do with this episode. And perhaps just along the lines of what David was talking about, you can do a self-assessment of how you're receiving and how intentional you are in building up those around you, and particularly your spouse. Yes. And, you know, would your spouse or if if you have children, would they say you are a person who brings life to the relationship with your words? And if not, how can you be more intentional uh, to be more life-giving with your words? So, I just want to, as we kind of land this plane, to to ask that question uh, and, and to encourage you to take that self-assessment. Like, how do I use words ongoingly in my family? Am I intentional about building people up, my spouse up, and or my children, or other people around me? Um, and how well am I doing that? I, I love using the you know scale of one to ten. I, I do that with people all the time. Like all right, ten being you're it's amazing. Like it you're just over the top with this particular topic. And one, I'm down in the cellar. I'm not I'm not doing this very well. So on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate yourself as a person who um, builds people up in your family in your marriage with with words? We hope that you've, we've given you some encouragement to, to take a look at all of this today and to start being intentional with your words and 
developing your intimacy in all of your relationships. We're just so glad that you were here with us today. It's so awesome to be a part of your marriage story. So let's be committed together uh, that we would be those people in the lives of others that we love so much that we would encourage them, that we would give them heart intentionally with our words. In our minds, that is the epitome of driving the red truck in your marriage. Bye for now. 